Hello, everyone out there who is listening to me speak right now. I have no idea what I'm doing. This has not been pre-thought for more than 12 seconds with Dale Decker, but I've been wanting to do more audio content. Uh, so here I am, and I wanted to have a conversation about something that's been on my mind. I know Dale knows a lot about, but making ridiculous sacrifices uh, for things like vlogging, for skateboarding, and, and how to figure in your life if it's an appropriate time to jump into something different when it seems so weird and obscure and maybe like it won't make you very much money, uh, especially if you're on a very comfortable path. And Dale Decker, uh, he's a very, a very good dude for this subject. He's done a lot of, a lo he's made a lot of decisions in his life to uh, um, just to sort of have a job in what he loves to do. So here I am right now with this idiot, and by that I mean this awesome human, <laughs> Dale Decker, hello. Hey guys, um, welcome to John's audio bit on SoundCloud. This is strange. This is strange. All right, anyways, because I'm filming myself at the same time, so yeah, we're literally yeah. we're recording this on my phone right now with no good like, equipment. Like, this is all just audio, but we're looking at it as, as we're actually being filmed, so it's like, okay. Right. So, so, I mean, yeah. Wait, okay, yeah, so yeah. just to jump into the first question, here's, yeah, yeah, okay. here's what I got for you. So basically, uh, irrational decisions and how to justify to, them. Do you want me to talk about like how I did it? Or, well, I said, or just like in general, like, insight gonna, on it. I was going to talk about your specific situation where you okay. literally, when you started... Give us the whole rundown on when you started vlogging, where you were financially or in your life. Are we talking about moving to California too? Right now, this is about vlogging. Okay, okay, okay So okay. you're jumping to vlogging and so like, were you financially stable when you started and no. why did you make the jump? Uh, no, I wasn't at all. Not even remotely. <laughs> <laughs> what validated the decision to jump into it? It's crazy because a lot of people think, a lot of people tend to think that people, that YouTubers just do this for the money. Yes. Because it because if you work really hard, you can make a substantial amount of money. Mm -hmm. But it's, I was, I can honestly say that I was genuinely inspired to do this from a core and moral level. How do I say, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words to say this. So how does that, how do you think that, how does that validate, uh, like at the time you were working a different job, right? Yeah, and I was on the borderline of like that job was wasn't it was just becoming very unsure because where I expected to be in that company, I was not there and I was like, okay, well if I'm not here in this company and I'm not going to ever get there, then do I really still do I want to really still put the time and energy into this? Right. So, it was a very easy I was in a place where it's like, okay, I can always go back. I used to work at Whole Foods and Whole Foods is a very good company in terms of like it, when you quit. Hi. Hi. <laughs> we just moved. I, was, I just met my new neighbor. <laughs> yeah, by the way, this is uh, yeah. Dale Decker just moved. So, uh, yeah, that was the bit of audio of him talking to his neighbor. Yep. Anyway, so. Uh, what were we saying? So, you were working, but I remember you were working. Was it just that job or were you working a different job right when you quit? Right, right when you went to pursue YouTube, you had I, to quit a job, right? I didn't have a job. The right first, when. Okay. The first, like. The f when did I. Yeah, the first, like, three weeks that I was. That I was making videos I did not have a job right and then YouTube became your job in three weeks I mean I mean it became my job right when I started doing it I took I took it as that I was like okay this has to make money this has to start make like this has to this has to turn into and I mean a lot of people are probably gonna be like that's really fuck can I swear yeah okay a lot of people are gonna be like that's really fucked up and okay for those that are listening to this that say Dale Decker you've been swearing a lot lately <laughs> I always swear yeah. I have always said fuck and shit and all that stuff I, I've always said that <laughs> then like the kid neighbor comes out and you yeah. feel guilty yeah but then I, but so yeah I've always said that but the reason I tone it down is because there there is an audience on YouTube that is a lot more sensitive to that so I tone it right. down in respect for them right okay anyway 
So, okay, so we, basically, how did you, okay, if, if you weren't yeah, we're financially- so far off if, the questions. <laughs> if you weren't financially stable and you weren't working a job at the time, um, how were you surviving? Dude, a lot of Jessica's help. Oh really? Those okay. Those first three weeks. Well, and I had money. I and I had some money saved up, but I burned through it very quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had money to like live for like a month, but that was it. What was your situation when it came to like the food you would buy and like the things you would buy? What were you doing? Bare essentials. Hmm. Yeah, minimal, very minimal, very bare. Like um, you were like really into Taco Bell, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I was into... Uh... That's an ad, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Taco Bell, for sponsoring this video. <laughs> Just no, kidding. Not. Just kidding. What was I eating? Oh, chickpeas. Chickpeas, you buy them for 89 cents at the store. Nice. And you mix... So I'm vegan. You mix veganaise, mustard. Ooh. Um, what's a... What, there's a dillweed. And yeah, dude, this recipe is bombing. There's also me. a guide. Yeah, this is a guide for survival when you're dude. on a on a huge budget, which both of us have been in, the, in this case, which is part of the conversation is that you have such little money sometimes when pursuing these crazy things. It's, it's something that everyone knows. But dude, but it's a sacrifice worth. There's no... There is no reward without great risk like great great risk great reward right and it's such a it's such a popular thing for people to say like it's also a very romanticized idea too. right i had to eat dirt but most people don't actually have to eat dirt to pursue their careers no people have parents people have help right um and in your situation you literally were you had jessica's help but that was yeah but but that wasn't that yeah. wasn't like a thing where i was like i was like yo like I'm trying to rely on my girl. Yeah, you weren't eating me. at rest like nice restaurants. No, <laughs> no. Well, and too, I want to emphasize like, yo, I'm like, I don't want people to think that like, oh, he just relied on his girlfriend to like support him so that he could do what he wants while she's like doing this. But like, although like everything that she did, and you know, because now I mean, I make enough, I make money to to pay the bills, which is by far enough for me to be able to go out and skateboard mm -hmm. every day and make videos and do what I want for a living. Like that is, that is all I have ever asked for. Yeah. All I've ever wanted to do was to live off of skateboarding because it's my dream and because it's my passion. So like I'm completely 100% content and happy with where I'm at now. Like this is, this is all I want. Everything, everything go, moving forward is a bonus. But when it comes to like the help that Jessica was doing, it was beyond like anything like it was so appreciated like she is a 100% warrior and trooper for all of that like I cannot give her enough credit but I do want to constantly re-emphasize that it wasn't me being like okay I'm gonna quit what I'm doing be a bum and try to be like a musician and try to get all these gigs until I one day I'm just gonna like make it big like I had a plan yeah I did have a plan and and it wasn't and although yes I was doing something risky to go for like my dreams but I had a very clear cut and dry plan like you were just moving back here right and I was and, and 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 we talked about this before you even moved here you were like dude you should start vlogging and that would be sick and I was like okay tight and it was mutually beneficial for the both of us for like me to start vlogging and then also to to be to be like an added personality to your videos mm -hmm. to help you with your videos and then me in return constantly be in your videos so people see who I am you know right. I mean is this stuff I can talk about yeah, yeah no I was going to say like right like I mean let, let's talk about risk like a lot of people say like you need to risk be really risky but at the same time that as much of a risk as it was to be financially supported, there was a pretty clear insight onto where this was gonna lead quickly. Right. You were on my channel a lot. There right. were a lot of people asking for you to make your own channel. So right. there was clearly an audience there for you. There was you. a demand for sure. Right, so the only thing that, that 
I would have been stupid to not utilize that opportunity. Right. I would have been very stupid. Everything was reliant on you working hard, which is something that you and I knew that you could do. So right. it wasn't, so people would say, yeah, it's risky, but I don't really believe that it was at all. I actually think it was like probably the smartest well, route dude, to take if, at the time. If, exactly. And, and a lot of people, a lot of people when, okay, so like I'm a firm, you know, I, my whole life has been kind of based on like seizing an opportunity right when it appears and running, like running off with it. Mm -hmm. Because like in those moments, your life can change forever. And most of the time it's for the better when that happens. Right. I feel. Cause I mean, I've done, I did that when I was 19, when I moved to Florida and got sober and got my life back together. And I, I did that also when I moved to Ann Arbor in, in Michigan. And I was like, okay, I want to run a skate shop. I want to, I literally moved to Ann Arbor. <coughs> See, I was just choked on <laughs> yeah. what I assume is I, a gnat. <laughs> yeah. I literally, moved, cat. I literally moved to Ann Arbor to work at the skate shop and because I just wanted to work at a shop and I wanted to work at a sick skate shop. Like, right. I don't know why that was like my thing at the time, but I was like 19 and I was like, I just want to do that. So I literally did that, made that happen, took a risk there and it happened. And I ended up actually running that skate shop, Crazy. which was like something I always wanted to do was to like run my own skate shop. It was never my, I didn't own the skate shop, but you know, I, I was the guy that like did everything, did all the orders and ran it, you know? Right. And then, yeah, I did the same thing when I moved here. So it's always like it's all. It seems like everything kind of lies on that you're someone who's really good at pulling triggers for seemingly risky situations. Like but at what, the right what most at, at, at the right time. Yeah, at the right time. But you have to you have to be in a place mentally where you can see those opportunities when they present to you. Because a lot of those a lot of a lot of people have opportunities that come to them all the time. But their mentality and their attitude is like, oh, I can't do it. What do you think the I'm difference is I'm between? In, I'm in school right now. I'm do like I have this going on. Maybe next year. Like I have friends back home, dude, who are just like, yeah, in a year we want to move out there, yeah. dude. When I moved out here, I made a plan. Okay, it is September. In December, I'm moving there. I'm moving out of my place right now. I will couch surf for three months. Asked all my friends, hey, do you guys care? Blah, 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 is this cool? Like, I had parents who lived 45 minutes away, so if I was ever to like be in a situation where I needed to sleep on the street, I guess I could have just like went home. Mm -hmm. But like people let me crash on their house, let me crash on their couches and their floors. And, and you know, like for, for like three months, I was like, okay, made a plan three months. It was a short amount of time. It wasn't like in a year, this is where, this is what I'm doing. Because like, that's like too long. Yeah, what do, you, what do you think the difference is between someone like you and then someone who, because a lot of people dream those things that you're saying right now, and a lot of people plan those things even, but a lot of people, I would say most people don't pull the trigger. What do you think the difference is between, do you think it's like maybe the way you were raised or your mentality? like Fear. What, so you think you have less fear in these situations, basically? I, well, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't think I have less fear. I think I've had enough experience dealing with fear and knowing that fear is something it's a it's 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 in your mind it's not fear is not something that is real fear is literally what I'm saying it is fear is just fear there is no weight to be held on it so do you think you grew up with so many situations like similar to this that by the time that you were an adult and you had to keep making decisions to make these crazy jumps and leaps you were like more prepared for it because you did so many of these things growing up do you think your mind was just better like I had a lot of fearful situations. That yeah, happened. that you had to like overcome as a like growing up, and then by Maybe. the time you had to move, I've never thought about it. Hmm. Maybe I don't know because I always think about that too. I always think about the difference between like me and a group of four people who all were like, we want to move to California, and why was it me that pulled the trigger? And that was always I don't know. That was something that I've always well, wondered psychologically. Well, I think why. a lot of people too don't know what they want, 
and a lot of people think they want this or think they want that mm. and they either might not they, they they deep down like they say they want it but they don't they almost just say it for the conversation and Maybe, like just to yeah. sort of go along but yeah. people like us really wanted it so we well did. like how bad do you want it like do you want it bad enough to sleep on couches and to sleep in mm -hmm. laundry rooms that you pay 200 dollars a month for i did because that is what i did right i did want it that bad i was willing to rent out a laundry room to sleep in for nine months mm -hmm. i didn't care i wanted to i did buy a 500 hundred dollar car that was borderline breaking down so that I could drive it out here with stuff in it with only two grand in my pocket. Right. Like and that's how bad I wanted it. How bad do you want it? And how much are you going to let fear hold you back? Like, are you, are you so comfortable where you live now? Like if, if you live, still live at home with your parents or you have a nice and secure job and everything's comfortable that, okay. Life, this is the most corny thing that I'm going to ever say, but life literally begins outside your comfort zone. Right. If you're constantly comfortable, you're probably not growing. Mm -hmm. If you're uncomfortable, there, that, that's when you're growing. Yeah, that's a hard thing, too. It's like, I, I think there is contentment sometimes in being home and being with your family and enjoying yeah. a life like that. But It's there's, easy. It is easy. And there's also people who dream a lot. And I think for the dreamers out there, there needs to be... There needs to be a, a jump, like a leap of faith one day. And yeah. in your situation, I, I can tell for sure that your move to California was obviously very brave and scary. And then from there, I can't even imagine the YouTube leap even being scary at all. Like, so you would probably just seem like, oh, here comes another leap. I'm so Well, used what's to the doing worst this. that can happen? I moved back to Ohio. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. What's the, what, I moved back to Ohio and I'm a 26 year old kid that lives at home with his parents. That's not that uncommon these days. Right. That's, that's a powerful thought finally is thinking what is the worst possible thing that can happen. That's what I always think. And it's never that bad for no. people like us. Like no. honestly for, for this country and for like a family that has a home, like we have families that have homes back in our home states and yes, the idea sucks to go home, but it's not that is such a good situation still compared to the rest of the world right to be able to go home and just hang out with your family right but it it does sound horrible <laughs> i don't right. want to do that right um, and i mean it's i guess it's different if you don't have a family who has a home that you can't go back right. to then that's something that i have no experience on and i can understand like that way that where but but i guess if that's the case you don't have anything to lose anyway so just move <laughs> yeah i guess that's a good point dude seriously like yeah. i like there there are no excuses Okay, well, this is like, well, I don't know. I was going to probably hit 20 minutes with this vlog. So um, I was going to say, do you think there's, what, what's your next game plan? Is there something else risky that you've been like, you know what, maybe I want to try this, like this new sort of scary approach? Or are you, right now, you're just like, I want to build this, build this as much as I possibly can. That's what I want to do. I want to focus on this vlogging and maybe like a brand or something or just like, I don't know, I'm really excited on my zines, and mm -hmm. I want to build, I do, I, that's what I want to do, I want to build this as much as I can, I want to constantly become a better skateboarder, I don't, I think, I think the idea of like, so the technical definition of being a professional is getting paid to do something. Right, so you're technically a professional skateboarder. I mean, technically, if you want yeah. to break it down that much, but, but like, but pro for myself, because right. I get paid by doing it myself through making content on the internet, but it's, um, well, this is a conversation I don't want to try to delve too much into because we we I think this is a whole nother topic. Okay. But starting YouTube, there, there's a lot of risk uh, when it comes to reputation. Um, oh just, yeah. Just, just briefly, I, not even briefly. Said talk as much as you want. How did you overcome the idea of being like, you know what? I'm gonna sacrifice potentially my reputation to you, be this YouTuber. You. Oh okay. You were the <laughs> inspiration in that. Well, dude, I thought you, I thought for a while I was like, what is John doing? Like before, like like before you moved to Cincinnati, mm -hmm. like like uh, like because I remember we, I went to your old studio and we sat outside when I got my first motorcycle. Remember I remember that? that. Yep. And we had a conversation. It's loud as hell. So before that, before, so like 
I think like like a couple months before that, like the way I thought about what you were doing at the time, mm-hmm. like I knew you were going through a bunch of stuff, but I was like, what is he doing with all this YouTube stuff? He's shooting a skate career in the foot. Like that was my thought. Mm-hmm. But then, like I started watching your videos as like a guilty pleasure. <laughs> That's I was, amazing. I was like, I wonder what John's up to. Oh, this is what he's been doing. And I started watching your videos, and I was like, damn. Our, and it's funny because we are fucking hell inspiring. What the fuck? <laughs> We've gotten along so well too that uh, our personalities are so similar so many yeah. other times. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dale and I both moved to California to pursue skateboarding, and we actually met through that world. We were skateboarders trying to just get what we could out of the skate culture and the the industry, I guess. Um, so yeah, I mean, so I'm sure when you watch my videos too, you were like, oh, this dude's a lot like me, and somehow he's doing this. Um, right. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, that was definitely it. And I mean, but at the same time, you knew that I was shunned in some aspect, and you're like, oh yeah, but I didn't care because I knew, because, dude. I mean, let's be real. Like I'm 26. I'm past the prime of anybody in the industry wanting to do anything with me. Right. Like, like in that round. Yeah, I said right. Take that, Dale. Suck it. <laughs> in that, but in that round, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But now the industry does want to fuck with influencers because right. they see the pull that they see what Andy Schrock and what Revive and what right. you are doing. I mean, you just got name dropped on the Nine Club the other day. Yeah. It's, it's funny too. Crazy. Like, yeah. And like, it's such a weird world because I think a lot of people try to study what we do and they're kind of like, okay, what tactic did these guys approach? And it's so funny to think that, oh no, we literally just put out a camera and started filming ourselves skate. Like that's the transparency of what Dale and I do. Literally just dropped my, <laughs> I turned, I turned a chapter in my life. I like, I dropped everything that I was doing and started doing this. That's what I did. Right. And I think people think that we took like a very tactical approach to it, but I'm pretty sure it's more like. I mean, we just, we want to make funny videos and make people laugh. I feel like at the end of the day. Well, yeah, dude. And I mean, I was a huge hater on this kind of stuff because I was like, who, who wants to watch that, man? Like, 917, bronze, like, that's what I care about. And don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, I'm not hating on any of that shit. I, I love that me shit. Me too, me too. But I'm saying, like, 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 I had that attitude of, like, fuck that shit. That shit's whack. That shit's corny. I'm not about that. That's not me. And then, like... Yeah, I started watching you, and I was like, damn, this shit's, like, hella interesting. These are, like, little episodes. Like, I understand. I get it now. Oh, my God. Like, he's doing really well. Like, this looks really fun. He literally makes his living off of skateboarding because he's making these videos. And not only is he that, he's actually doing good for the world because he's inspiring other people. And he's li- and it's, like, not that you're giving, like, advice to people, but, like, you're, you're just – you're – you're giving you I feel like you're giving you were giving people this hope and I and I mean in some light I hope that I do that I hope I give people hope and I hope you people, definitely do There's, yeah yeah I see it too I mean like the, your situation too you've been vlogging for how long now like nine months nine months you've been vlogging literally and the difference between the beginning and the end is insane I mean right. here's a great example today we're in his new apartment that's super nice and that he looks very happy and comfortable being able to pay for yeah and that's that's a huge step from when he started and he was confused and and do uber yeah, there was a lot of lot of issues going on in, in Dale's life, just from a personal level. I know right, this, um, right. but it's like, yeah, and no, it's it's crazy to see the difference even nine months later and how like hard you've worked for it and the results that show. Yeah. So yeah, I guess I guess the consensus of all this is that, uh, dude, literally, if like, I don't know, dude. I, okay, so like, I wanna I wanna say something. Alright, get, get it. Okay, so, like, I listened to a lot of Eminem growing up. Uh huh. Okay. Now. Which one's that? I'm just kidding. The white one. Okay, okay. True, true. Okay, so he, so like, I mean, and he's very vulgar and very dark and very disrespectful. But dude, something about that like inspired me so much when I was a kid. Like, 
God, I wonder how much hate I'll get for this. No, you're good. I don't even care. No, no, no. A lot. I think a lot of people were inspired yeah. by him. Well, like, dude, and I mean, he, he's he, a very under underdog story type. Right. Guy, right. And like, and like, Came he from... just had words like in his videos, like talking like or in his songs, like talking about like you can do anything you set your mind to, and like stuff like that, like that kind of stuff. I like take what you need and leave the rest. That's something I live by. So like, mm -hmm. if you see something and you find helpful stuff out of it, like take what you need from that. So like if if you encounter somebody that you don't this is a good example. If you encounter somebody that you don't like, okay, try to look for their good qualities. What can you learn from those good qualities? All of their bad qualities, leave them to the side. Take what you need, leave the rest. So like that's the kind of stuff that I learned from Eminem, like listening to him. Like this is it's I feel like this is the weirdest yeah, conversation. Because a lot of people would take the bad just because yeah, he's right. so obnoxiously bad sometimes like like vulgar sometimes that, that you sort of miss his good points. Like or what he's ironic being ironic about. Right. And and that's where my a lot of my I ironic and sarcastic personality comes from is like the irony from him mm -hmm. literally trolling society right that's literally what he did and i think it's the most genius thing ever i'd love it yeah like still to this day i that's amazing yeah. what, what was i saying when i was wrapping up i was saying something along the lines of oh you were saying like oh the wrap up the consensus of everything yeah. uh yeah, yeah think about worst case scenario when you when you take big leaps um they're never as big as i don't know as as people trick you into thinking they are people in school and and i think adults what are you and, gonna do when you're 30 what are you gonna do when you're 40 what like what do you mean dude that's 10 years away okay Dude, I get so wrapped up in this kind of stuff because it's like you only have right now. You don't right. have you don't have ten years from now. You could die tomorrow. That's true. This is all very corny stuff and very cliche of me to say, but it is so beyond utterly true. Yeah. Like just make the most of every day and hopefully all those days will add up into some great success. Like your story. Appreciate that's, you. Like, that's I it. mean yours too. Yours is like yours is definitely still unraveling and it's exciting to see. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just wanted to catch you at nine months in and see see the update, catch you in uh, nine right. more months and see what's going on. Yeah. Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed this audio session with Dale Decker and John Hill. I have no <laughs> idea what I'm gonna do with this. Uh yeah, make sure you just follow this SoundCloud. God, I don't even know where I'm gonna put this on. Probably SoundCloud, and uh, hopefully more things to come. If you guys are excited about it, let me know who you want me to talk to next. Uh, it could be in the skate world. It could be in whatever world. Just holler at your friend, John Hill. All right. <laughs>